0: Hi, Nancy. Hi, Shane. Who is your favorite TV personality?
1: What is a TV personality?
0: <laughs> well, so, okay, this, that's a great question. I, I thought about a better way to phrase this. Essentially, um, TV shows that have a host, like okay. um, like a reality show or a baking show or a something, something. Do you, do you watch oh, any of that stuff? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't really, but reality shows. Oh, you know? Oh, I have one. I have, yeah. one. I have, one. I have right. one. I have 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 one. <laughs> We love, we got really into during the pandemic, um, Grand Designs, which is this British TV show where they build these homes. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, it's amazing. Is Everyone it on want to PBS? Yes. No, no, it's only on British TV, and you can only like okay. get it randomly. Like, only anyway, it's been on for like 20-something years. The guy who ho- hosts it, I love him, Kevin McLeod. Okay. Um, he's great. He wears lots of blue Patagonia outfits. And oh, I love it sounds him. like
0: my kind of guy. He does,
1: he dresses quite like you
0: What's though, it called? <laughs> What's it called?
1: Grand design. Dude, actually, really love it. People build their like dream homes, and you get to see like all of like in the UK, like all these amazing places, and like they're really modern but cool, and he's an architect and host, and he's great. Right.
0: So wouldn't it just make me feel bad about myself as we sit in my tiny basement dungeon and record this? And
1: I mean, or you'd be like, oh my God, I could not imagine <laughs> undertaking this. It's a lot. You know what I mean? They're always, it's stressful. All
0: right. All yeah. right. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, I'll take that advice and, and look into it. Science is fascinating, but don't just take my word for it. Join us as we hear stories from scientists for everyone. I'm Shane Hanlon.
1: And I'm Nancy Boppy.
0: And this is Third Pod from the Sun. Okay, so I asked you about TV personalities because I was initially inspired by our guest today talking about her love of Jeff Corwin. Do you know who Jeff Corwin is? Does uh, that name ring a bell to you? Um,
1: I've, no, I uh, don't know. I wish
0: people could see the pained expression on your face. <laughs> I
1: was like going through my brain.
0: So, uh, so he's of the Steve Irwin ilk. So back. I don't know now, late 90s, early 2000s, had a show on Animal Planet, like a, one of those types of guys, all sorts of like nature planet, everything. And so the, the prompt, why I asked you about TV personalities, I was like, this will be a great tie-in to this episode. But beyond him, I realized that our guest today herself is a bit of a personality. She uses TikTok to communicate animal facts, uh, among other things, as well as being a researcher and co-founder of a science nonprofit. Our interviewer was Ashley Hamer.
2: My name is Jada Elcock. I am currently a first-year PhD student at the MIT Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution Joint Program—such a mouthful, so everyone just calls it the MIT Hui JP. I'm studying biological oceanography, specifically sharks. I'm interested in their movement ecology, habitat use, like how are they using their immediate, like what if you ever see a stranger on the street and you're just like, what do they do with their life? Like, how do they exist in the world? I have these same questions about sharks, so I'm like. How do you get the nutrition that you need to like do these crazy long migrations and stuff like that? So just kind of curious about their lives, how they exist in the world. And I'm also, as you kind of talked about, a science communicator on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. And I am a co-founder and the director of public relations for minorities and shark sciences, aka Miss. Yeah, that is a lot going
3: on. Yeah, I was going to ask how you fit in the the TikToks and the organization. I mean, is there a trick to it or, or you just sort of do it when you can?
2: I thrive in chaos. So that's my answer for that. I just, I mean, I do it when I can. I try to be consistent with when I'm uploading my like scripted animal fact, TikTok videos. I haven't done one yet. This week's been wild. So I might just do it this weekend, but sometimes, you know, you just kind of like push it off a day or two or, Hey guys, I'm really busy. I'm not going to do one this week. You'll get one next week. I mean, you just kind of do it. I don't know. It's, I've always been a science kid. I was the kid that was like, Oh, I want to watch Bill Nye all the time and like learn from it. Like, not just like when we were in class, like, oh, Bill Nye's on the TV. No, like I want to go home and like, is can we get Bill Nye somehow on the TV? Like, this is what I want. And so I always wanted to go into science and I knew that I would work with animals in some way. Every kid wants to be a vet when they're little. So that's that was like my first thought. But then the more I learned about like the ocean. And sharks, despite the fact that I was afraid of sharks as a kid, the more I learned about them, I was like, you know, these are really misunderstood animals and they're not just these murdering machines. So why don't I like learn more about them? And then I got to the point where I was asking questions that science didn't have the answers to yet. And I was like, so I guess this is how people get into research because I want to know the answers and no one else knows them yet. So I guess I'll just figure them out. And so that kind of just pushed me to keep going. And I've fallen down the rabbit hole and now here I am in my PhD.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Did you have a certain person or a certain thing that really inspired you to get into science? Jeff Corwin.
2: I don't know if people, I feel like people don't know him as well as they knew like Steve Irwin and stuff like that. But Jeff Corwin like had a show, um, like on, I think animal planet or something when I was really little and I watched him all the time. And then I moved to Arizona and then I found out that his his favorite place on earth that he said at some point was like the Sonoran desert or something like that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I live so close to there. And I was like obsessed with his way of existing and going through and like asking all these questions and just going in the natural world and like finding answers and stuff like that. And I, I met him once when I was like eight or nine and i will literally never forget that day i bought a stuffed animal that day when i went to that convention and i met him in person and i still have it and it's like my my one of my most prized possessions i'm like this this symbolizes the day that like i met my hero and he told me that i was brave and i was like i'm gonna be a scientist and i was like i don't know i just think jeff corwin's the coolest person and i really wanted to follow me on twitter but (laughs) we can make that happen someday
3: Is there anyone that you would have liked to have seen for inspiration that you didn't see?
2: Honestly, literally any woman of color. I don't think that I really saw much of that growing up. Again, I saw like Jeff Corwin. He's amazing, but he's a white man. And Steve Irwin, who was amazing, but he's a white man. And I'm not white and I'm not a man. And so just kind of growing up, not being able to see myself represented in those roles was I don't want to say discouraging for me because I'm just stubborn enough to just be like, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care what anyone else has to say. But I know for a lot of other kids, like it's harder for them to feel welcome in a space where they don't see themselves represented. So I would have really liked to see that growing up, not just for myself, but for all the other kids like me. And I'm glad that we're starting to see some of that representation now.
3: And. What about any hurdles that you have overcome
2: to be here right now? I mean, are there challenges that you've, you've overcome? Imposter syndrome is a big one. And I know that everyone has it, no matter what field you're in, you always have this thought of like, what if I'm not good enough or whatever it is like you're doing literally your best. And that's what you can do. People are supporting you. Your parents are proud of you. Like, You just have to kind of keep you have to be your own hype man, really, and find other people that will be your hype man, too, because I've got friends that are like, girl, why are you upset right now? You're literally doing amazing. And I guess a couple other hurdles is like a little bit of sexism and racism, which I'm assuming you're going to encounter in like any field ever. But I've gotten comments like, oh, well, you're a woman. You're not strong enough to like handle a shark. And I was like, bold of you to comment this on a picture of me literally handling a shark. I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? And then people would be like oh, you want to work in marine science? LOL, but black people can't swim. And I'm like, okay, well black people can do whatever the hell they want to do. And you literally just saw me in the water. So you can go literally anywhere else with your terrible attitude and talk to someone else about it. Cause I don't want to hear it. I don't have time for your negativity. So that part is just like, I don't even pay attention to it. I just completely block them out. And I'm like, you can say what you want to say but you sound dumb. So I'm just going to keep doing what I need to do. Cause I have more important things to think about than you being petty on the internet. Are there any super cool
3: experiences that you've had out in the field?
2: Yes, absolutely. When I was out in the canyons tagging whale sharks, you can't obviously pull them onto the boat because half the time they're bigger than the boat cuz they're the largest fish on the entire planet. So, what you have to do is you have to get in the water with them or tag them somehow from the side of the boat, but the way we went about it is we got in the water with them and we put a tag on them like by hand. So, I got to put a tag on one of these animals. And it was the coolest thing ever. I was in the water with this likely 35 foot shark that is a filter feeder and I know is harmless and wants nothing to do with me and is simply existing in its space and is like, that's a speck over there. And I'm sitting here like, this is the largest animal I will likely ever see in my entire life. And it's gorgeous. Like all these, these spot patterns are so pretty. Their spot patterns are unique for each individual as unique as a human fingerprint. So I was like, I could take a picture of this And then in 10 years, if someone takes a picture of this animal again, I can just tell you what animal that is. Like, I have footage of it. Like, that's the coolest thing ever. And to just be existing in the water with this gigantic shark that I never thought that I would ever encounter my entire life because I grew up in the desert. I was like, I feel so, like, at peace and connected with nature because I feel like we, as people – feel so disconnected from nature so often because we're like online all the time and we never go outside i feel like an old person that's like kids never play outside these days but like Mm -hmm. it's true like we we never like go outside we are so connected to our devices and whatnot and i it was just so nice to be like out in the water i didn't have service for three days all i could do was just look out and see all the life around me and I got to be in the water like under the water with this shark and just exist in the same space as it and I was like this thing is magnificent and this is the best experience of my entire life so yeah long-winded answer but that was probably my favorite fieldwork story of all time and my advisor was there with me to just be like how cool is this isn't this awesome We're, I get to see your face as you see a whale shark for the first time and I was like it was just so cool it was the best thing ever
3: Do you have anything that is, like, non-science related that's
2: a hobby? Yeah. I'm a fiend for karaoke. Oh. Love it so much. That's it's always a fun time. It's been a while since I've done it because of the pandemic, of course. But I do a lot of car concerts anytime I drive anywhere. What's your number one karaoke song? Oh, oh, Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Nice. That's a good one. Oh, that I love that one. song so much. Yeah. Lady Gaga. I don't really listen to country music ever, but Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood goes so hard. I'm like, you know what? I will destroy this song in a karaoke bar. Yes. I will go off on this song. So, yeah.
3: What words of advice do you have for people who are wanting to get into the sciences and maybe follow in your footsteps?
2: Be confident. And I know that's so much easier said than done. And I talked a little bit earlier about like being your own hype man and finding like a good support system. And that's super, super important. Um, But you, if if you're hmm, science needs everyone to succeed, we need a variety of people and thoughts and ways of life and ways of thinking about things we need. Everyone to be successful. So if anyone's trying to tell you you don't belong in science for whatever reason, tell them that's that's BS. That's wrong. Everyone deserves to be in science because science affects everybody. The natural world, the things that we learn about is going to affect everyone in some way, whether it be big or small. So everyone should be able to have a say in science. Everyone should be able to conduct science if they want to, and everyone belongs in this field so be confident be fantastic be you and get out there and kill it i'm excited for you you got this
0: (laughs) i need jada to be my hype person i just i think i i think i just need a hype person why
1: do you need a hype person
0: do you not need a hype person no i prefer a low profile no, no, no. no. I'm thinking not necessarily like as a marketer, like as a person to hype you up to, to do something. Like to get,
1: oh, like you can do this. Let's go. Like, to get you through your day.
0: I feel like I'm your hype person with this podcast. I'm like, Nancy, come over. We'll record for the podcast. It'll and you'll be buy great. me
1: food. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: You know, that's what I'm here for. Uh, well, I'm happy you can be here, Nancy. Uh, and even though it's unlikely that Jada will be able to be our on-call hype person, I want to thank her for chatting with us.
1: And special thanks to Ashley Hamer for conducting the interview, NASA for sponsoring this series, and to Karen Romano-Young for her illustration of Jada.
0: This episode was produced by me with audio engineering from Colin Warren.
1: We would love to hear your thoughts. Please rate and review this podcast, and you can always find new episodes on your favorite podcasting app or at thirdpodfromthesun.com.
0: Thanks all, and we'll see you next week. This is my favorite part.
1: Hello, Nancy. (laughs) All right.